Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! So welcome to episode 46 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lobel. Todd Widener is with me today. It is the Steve Luke edition of the Average Cheese. It's the only 46 I can remember from back in the 70s and I think maybe early 80s. Safety. Say it again. Steve Luke. Wow. It's a very white name for an African-American player, but Steve Luke was not. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm really confused. (laughs) Holy fuck. Oh, there we go. Starting off the show. Yeah. And just remember that we cuss for charity. We cuss for Habitat for Humanity. Uh, We had a really nice episode with the guys from Zero Doinks. Dan and Bill Doinks added a lot of cuss quarters to the jar. So we appreciate them. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. They were very, very nice. It's always like sketchy. Like these guys can be dicks, you know? Peter kind of trolled them a little bit. (laughs) Well, you have to. Yeah, you do. But it was fun. I I hope we can have them on again sometime during the season. We can just talk shit to them. (laughs) See what happens. See if they've gotten a speeding ticket between Racine and the border. I think it was Dan. It said he was disappointed that no one called him a fib at Lambeau Field. Because <laughs> well, we have respect, but, you know. Right. It, it probably it was, it was too, a little too early, it, probably after halftime. Well, and the Packers were winning, so right. it's easy to not be a dick when the Packers are winning. Right. I wish you'd have been on so you could have told your Soldier Field story. Oh, yeah. You spit on the field before, before you went out there? Before any part of my body touched that field, I spit on it first. So Yeah, you didn't get to wipe your ass on it because you were wearing a suit or whatever that day? <laughs> Probably would have. Yeah, yeah, I would have been arrested easily. But. Right. It's also not a good look if you're, like, working. You but I would have definitely your- been in the, you know, the folklore of Packers history for pulling a stunt like that that would have been outstanding what you could have done is like whip your like tie and shirt off and had like a packer jersey underneath it then wiped your ass on the field that would at least people would have understood it you know if you just go out there and you sit down on the field they're like what's this what's this dude doing out there probably would have thought you were just working security for the game or something i mean it was all i could do to just stay you know stone-faced But just like even being in close proximity to that stadium, I just every time I drive by it on the freeway, even I just kind of like look over and kind of think, you fucking bears, you know, like, (laughs) you know, and then getting into the stadium actually on the field is like. Speaking of Soldier Field, did you see that the bears are talking about moving to like Arlington Park or something? I saw that they actually purchased it. Yeah, the land. It's actually been purchased. So, I mean, that's 
the next move would be. I mean, what's what is the next move? <laughs> you don't just buy a big fucking piece of land and right. I mean, if it's not right next to your stadium, then what are you buying it for? You know what I mean? You're only buying it to build another stadium. It'd be weird Did- though, because I mean Soldier Field is pretty old. Yeah, it's historic. Right? Be like imagine the Packers buying no. land in like Appleton or something. Right. That shit would never happen. Yeah. yeah, there'd be civil unrest for sure. Yeah, like they wouldn't even consider it. No. I mean, and granted, Chicago and Green Bay are totally different real estate markets. So it's a little different to buy land in Green Bay yeah. like the Packers did to make that new center and, you know, make that whole area that they did with the fields and the big hill. They probably looked at the Packers and like, oh, we should do that too. Right. We're not winning, so we might as well have a cool stadium. Did you also see... That the mayor of Chicago like talks shit to him. Like, maybe yeah. you should just concentrate on beating the Packers. She went That's full cool. Lovey Smith. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe you should concentrate on winning and beating the Packers. Love it. Like I said, geographically, somebody's always going to be sitting on top. Always. We will always be on top geographically. Yep. yep. You can't change the border. So nor would we want to. We gotta we gotta do our uh our thanks and our all our other stuff. Oh, yeah. Sponsors. <laughs> thanks to Dwight at ddgcustoms.com. And thanks to Rhonda at RM Management. Appreciate the things that you do for us. You know, I'm still sitting here with this t shirt for Peter from Dwight. I need to send that to him. He finally sent me his address. And I need to send you those window clings that I got too. The right. average cheese window clings. You know what I do now? I just randomly put them on cars. Yeah. I just walk up in the parking lot and then put it on. I mean, it's it's a window cleaning. You can pull it right off. I'm not damaging the car we in any way. I like, I don't know what do we like how how to do this, but like we should buy like just like ten thousand and just like charter a plane, drop them, <laughs> just airdrop them at the first game of the of the season. Good idea. Of course, we'd probably break some FAA regulation, but well, it slipped out of my hands when I when we were flying by. Right. Yeah. There was a malfunction in the plane. and I was so doped up on Dramamine in this right. little <laughs> crop duster. Right. And it just fell out of my hands, all 10,000 of them, over Green Bay, somehow. Somehow. And it, it hit the parking lot perfectly, somehow. But My plan is to go to a preseason game and just start handing stuff out. Just get drunk and start handing out average yeah. cheese window clings. We should do a live broad- broadcast from there. Yeah, that Absolutely. I'm so ready. Have people like stopping by and just drinking. And We're going to need more than the average cheese window cling, though, for so people know what the yeah. hell is going on. Yeah, They're like, me... those two dudes are sitting in the parking lot with microphones. What's right. that deal? Right. It'll be perfect. Yeah, let's do that for sure. I'm in. Cool. You know, since most of our listeners are in Wisconsin, I cannot do an, this episode without talking about the Bucks. And I know this is a Packers podcast. But the Bucks are in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I, <laughs> I just have to say it. Like, Peter doesn't get it because he's like, oh, you know, what's the big deal? So Packers fans are also very often Bucks fans, Brewers fans, Badgers fans. Like, you know, we rep our state when it comes to, you know, supporting our teams. And how right. many times has Wisconsin teams, Packers, Brewers, Bucks, Badgers, lost the big game oh yeah I, i'll never forget 82 the brewers when yeah. they lost the uh, cardinals yeah uh, i was bawling my face off 
<laughs> we were big baseball game. fans back then. Oh man. Yeah, that was a big one. That was just that wasn't the World Series though, was it? It was they were actually in the No, they lost the World Series. Okay, yeah, it was the World Series. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was the series before that or not. But. When they were actually a better team, I thought in 81, the Brewers were, and they then Raleigh Fingers got hurt or I whatever. Still, I can still, yeah. I mean, you talk about, like, always uh, being a homer for your teams, but, I mean, I could still, you know, tell you the lineup. Yeah, from 81, 82? Yeah, easily. Yeah, I can't tell you who's in the current lineup, even though I just went to a game. Thanks, Cass, by the way. uh <laughs> Our buddy Kaz works for the Brewers, and he got us tickets. I sat in the second row where the owner sits. Oh, jeez, I better Fucking reconnect awesome. with Kaz. Yeah, no doubt. That's, he doesn't do that often. Kaz, if you're listening, I appreciate you. I had a great time. When you look, at, it's amazing how big players are when you're sitting in the second row oh, yeah. right next to you. But the Brewers, back to the Bucks, because the Brewers are in first place as of right now, but they are the worst hitting team in all of baseball they suck they cannot hit at all but back to the bus did you watch you didn't watch any of the bucks games i didn't watch any of the bucks games no oh my gosh so i did not watch game seven truth be told i was too nervous it was too stressful like i watched game five when they just pissed down their leg when they should have won that game and i thought this is exactly what the bucks do when you know the chips are down, like they just shit on themselves. It was terrible. Yes. So game six, they played well. In game seven, it was like back and forth, back and forth. It's one of those ESPN classics. Like it should be on there. It won't, but it should be because it was that good of a game. Kevin Durant hit a turnaround two. His foot was on the line, literally two inches from being a turnaround three at the buzzer. Damn. Yeah, that dude is awesome. Yeah, yeah, there's no question. He's unstoppable. I mean, he's unstoppable. He's seven feet tall, and he can handle the ball and shoot. Same with Giannis. Giannis can't shoot like Kevin Durant can. But, But man. He's got a really good – I mean, with Giannis, I think the the biggest thing with the Bucs – I mean, I've followed them a little bit recently, but it's just the chemistry he has with Middleton, right? I mean, that they, they are on the same page. I mean, they yeah. really can complement each other. I mean, you could throw together a team with, you know, Durant and Irving and Harden. Um, Harden. Fucking I mean, they're all, you know, the highest caliber players there are, but like it's the chemistry that really counts. So. 100%. I totally agree. And watching James Harden play basketball is, I can't stand that guy. <laughs> he takes a shot and he's immediately falling to the ground trying to get a foul. Yeah. Every time he like jumps and then he's falling backwards going vertical. It's ridiculous. That's not basketball. If you were to go to Rucker Park and play, you know, in the street and do that shit, they would un- they would unmercilessly just boo you and rip <laughs> on you the entire time. You can't do that. I was just saying, go Bucks. Yeah. They can bring it home. Hasn't happened in our lifetime, but we're damn near 50. I had to look it up. We were talking about this before the show. The last time the Bucks won an NBA championship was 1971, but we were born, you were born in August, I was born in October. So they won that championship before we were born in the same year that we were born. Right. How crazy would it be for them to win it 50 right. years later? Right. That would be awesome. Yeah. 
on a similar note, I know you didn't see this because, again, you don't live in Milwaukee anymore. The clowns at ESPN on first take were calling Milwaukee like a terrible city. And Stephen A. Smith is like, hell no, I'm not going to Milwaukee. Well, fuck off, Stephen A. I kind of like you. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. We don't want you here. I would bash you on Twitter, but I don't want you to get the clicks for being a dickbag. So I'm not even going to say anything about it unless it's on our podcast where I can say whatever I want. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Let's let's get off of Bucks talk. All right. Talk about the Packers. Yeah. Well, what about the Madden cover before we get to the Packers? (laughs) Well, it it actually has to do with the Packers a little bit. A little bit. What are your thoughts on that? So the 22 cover for Madden, and let me preface this by saying I am not a gamer. I I don't even think I've ever played Madden, to be honest. But I do know I am familiar enough with the game and its popularity and everything else. And every year that it comes out, and I I didn't check the history on this. I didn't because, again, I'm average. But usually it's the MVP from the previous season which means Aaron Rodgers would be on the cover. However, this year, EA Sports or whoever the fuck does their game decided to put Brady and Mahomes on it. And what did they're calling it like the MVP edition? It's called the MVP edition. What a bunch of horse shit. Right. It doesn't even have the MVP on it. Fuck them, man. I mean, if I'm Rodgers, I am pissed. Yes. I mean, yes, it's a video game. Does it mean a lot? Eh, whatever. But hey, I mean, when every single year it comes out that the MVP is on there and the one year you decide to change it, come on. I don't think it's always the MVP that's on there, but it's called the MVP edition. I know. It literally is called that this year. But who else would they put on there other than the MVP? Well, right? Brady is the Super Bowl MVP. Fine. And former if MVP. You, if you Mahomes. go back and maybe we'll, I'll, I'll update the next show, but I, I, will, I will dig into it and find out from previous years. I'm pretty sure it's always been an MVP, but not Rodgers this year. Snubbed. And you know it's a big deal because when they it look is. at when Madden comes out, they have their player rating. And when they're like, oh, I'm a 99, and they get pissed when they're not like a 99. So you know they pay attention to that when right. Madden comes out. So the cover, same deal. You know Rogers sees that. Well, doesn't wouldn't wouldn't a player like get some money or incentives from for being on the cover? I, I mean, would think so with their likeness. Yeah, they'd have to agree to it, right? You just can't go. Well, they clearly it. sat down for the picture, so they knew it was happening. Well, you know? Of course, yeah. Speaking of Rogers, where the fuck are you, Aaron, minority owner of the Milwaukee Bucks? Show your face, sir. Time to come out. Hey, he's uh, it's COVID. He's being careful because he's coming back. Is he not vaccinated? You think he's an anti-vaxxer? He's probably avoiding large crowds like he's supposed to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure that's what it is. It is. I mean, he could have went to New York. LaFleur was in New York. He's a head coach. He's got to go and make, you know, show face. <laughs> You're the reigning MVP. You don't need to. What Rogers needs to do is show up in the Deer District. He would never make it out of there alive. People would be like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Get your shit together. Yeah. That would be great. 
They'd have to drive them in like armored car with super dark tinted windows so no one could see who was in there. And that's like, where the whole that's where all of this kind of goes the wrong direction. I don't know how this ever got to where it is, but you know, in the words of of John Rambo, they <laughs> drew first blood, right? It was Murphy and crew <laughs> drew first blood by drafting Jordan Love. It can't be said enough, right? They're the ones who started this whole fucking thing. We wouldn't be in this mess if it wasn't for the decision to draft a quarterback. Period. So, but and then, but very tactically, they've shifted this whole thing around, and now it's all Aaron Rodgers' fault. I'm not saying it's his fault, but Zadarius Smith was at a game. Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones. Hey, it's Coach Lafleur went to. New- He's being cautious. He's being cautious. As an owner, uh, you know, you're an he's owner. The owner of the box, minority owner of the box. He's a minority owner, he's an MVP. He's got to, you know, can't be getting sick. You would think he'd want to go just because it's awesome to be there. Like, go sit in a box or something. Have, you know, only 14 people can yell up to you because they're the only ones that can see you. I mean, I can't speak for him, but you, I mean, I will defend him in, of course, ridiculous <laughs> ways, but <laughs> you never know, like, what a, what a, you know, he, he he does have a very private, personal life. You just don't know what's going on, right? There could be other issues going on. You don't know. Nobody knows. I don't know. When will a, we? We'll never know. Hopefully we know soon. On a total side note, I just watched Last Blood with Sylvester oh, Stallone. Really? Was it yeah. good? It's terrible. But uh, it's exactly but what you great. want. A I, I have to see it now. Yes. I think I watched it on Prime or something spectacular yeah, for how I, bad it was i gotta see it then he rips that. a dude's collarbone out he like digs into his skin and rips a dude's collarbone out. yeah i love that series spectacular awesome you need to see it yeah just because oh man we are way off topic what we <laughs> again about? it's okay it's the off season there's not a lot of packer stuff to talk about well let's talk let's keep going on on the rogers stuff and then come jump back up to old sternberger yeah, um, Murphy. So now I know we've talked about this Rogers thing a million times, but now I'm starting to think, and there's no way this gets resolved, that it's not Gutekunst, it's Mike Mur- Mark Murphy, Mike. It's Mark <laughs> Murphy that's the problem. I agree. Because they think he's, you know, he said something like it's about people. Now, Gutekunst seems like he has an attitude, but doesn't seem like a complete douche. You know what I mean? Like he seems like he has a personal side to him. But Mark Murphy, uh, not sure, not right. sure at all. It makes you, I mean, you just question like who, who's deci- who's really making the draft picks and stuff like that. I mean, is it a collaborative? Hey, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah, let's do this. Let's go after this guy. This is what we. This is what we need. You know, who knows? Is it more Murphy? Can he overrule Gutenkus? I don't know. Oh, I don't think it's that. I just think that Mark Murphy is a dick. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't get the personal side of things because remember Rogers interview said it's about people. Right. So if it really isn't about the love pick and it's about how you're treated, maybe it's Mark Murphy. Cause I mean, read what he said. You got it somewhere. I don't have it right in front of me right now. Didn't he? He had some crazy quote. Oh, it was about the fan base, right? Yeah. The fan base. So Murphy said, the situation we face with Aaron Rodgers has divided our fan base. Okay. True. 
which, yeah, draw, draw whatever conclusion you want there. But then he goes on to say, and I'll shorten this quote a little bit more. At the end of it, he says, we are working to resolve the situation and realize that the less both sides say publicly, the better. Uh, then why the fuck <laughs> did you even open your fucking face? That just makes no sense. He's, and it's all in the same interview, right? The press. Then why did you say anything at all? If that's what you truly believe, but you had to throw that out there. Right. Well, situation we face with Aaron Rodgers, it's, it's divide our fan base. Some people are with him and some people aren't. What? Shut up. And then you go on to say, well, I think it's just better if, if both sides just don't say anything at all. Then but you're literally saying something right now about it. And it's shut bad. Up. Shut up. It's like you're putting gas on the fire. Like, why, why would you say this? The timing of this couldn't be worse because it was starting to die down. And there's something to talk about in Milwaukee sports radio. You can talk about the Bucks and the Brewers. Like you don't have to talk about Aaron Rodgers anymore. So the whole news cycle was starting to dwindle down. Like you didn't have to say this now. Right. Because maybe you could get to a resolution. Yeah. If you shut your face and we can move forward. I almost think that it's kind of like this, just kind of like covering their tracks in a way. Right. Like if I can throw this out there and acknowledge that the fan base is divided, that'll just kind of put me like, I didn't do anything wrong. It's just divided. It's all on Aaron. It's it's all on Aaron. He's he's divided the fan base. We just have to wait and see. We want him as our quarterback in 2021. We're not going to trade him. What? To make matters worse, one week later, again, it's better that that both sides say less, right? But one week later, good old Murph says he basically references Ted Thompson and kind of like his thought process and kind of the things he used to say kind of thing. And then he goes on and says, he would say he's a complicated fella. So I'll just say that. Uh, again, what are you talking about, Murphy? <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you're going to be talking about, if you're going to be saying that it's best for both sides to say less, then shut the fuck up and don't be, don't be saying things like this. Come on, man. I mean, he's a complicated fella. Again, I think it's, he's almost like using the media as an outlet to try and create and kind of shift the blame towards Aaron. Kudos to you for, for doing that. But now Aaron looks like he's the brunt of this entire problem. And it's not. And even if he is, how does that work towards resolution when you're talking about it in this way? Right. Nothing positive can be gleaned from this. There's nothing positive. Well, that's not true. I need to get myself a complicated fella shirt. Have you seen those? Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> it's a picture of Aaron Rodgers and it says complicated fella on it. But that's, that, that's, that emphasizes my point even more. That look, look what's happened now. People will be buying this fucking shirt and it's, it's a oh, negative wow. reflection of Aaron Rodgers. Right? That's hilarious. I think it's funny too. If it's, if it's making Murphy to look like a fucking idiot... I think so. I think that's what the shirt. I think that's the whole. Does point. hopefully it doesn't paint Rogers in a negative light. I don't think it's a so. complicated fellow. Well, who the <laughs> fuck are you? <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers just lights up the swear jar like no yeah. other. If I wish he'd come on we, the show. 
That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. I feel like I'm the only person who gets it. Sometimes. I think you should say that. Sure. I, I'm, I'm going to put that on on Twitter like it's you. So, it is. We get you. Come on, the average cheese must talk. Like I said, in the words of John Rambo, <laughs> we'll end it by saying there won't be an episode without that coming into discussion between now and whenever the hell we find out what's going on with Aaron. So. I know. Now Brett Favre can take the back seat. We don't have to talk about him. Oh, anymore. dude, he's loving this. Are you kidding me? I mean, he's like, like a pig in shit right now. Just loving it. It completely justifies everything about his departure. Completely. Like, see, what? they're doing it to Aaron now. Doing it to Aaron now. Just like they did to me. We're not talking about this. I am not saying a word. All right. <laughs> okay. So the Packers... Signed a linebacker, Devondre Campbell, 6'4", big guy. Tallest linebacker on the, uh, on the roster. Yeah. Him and Martin, I think, are both 6'4", right? Should be interesting. Like, I wonder if he's a camp body just to see what, you know, they kick the tires on him. Because it's not like linebacker is a deep position. Barnes, Martin. Summers, the rookie six rounder that they picked out of Boston College, but Oren Burks. It's not like they upgraded significantly. It's almost like a, the same script as uh, Kirksey from last year. They grab, you know, Kirksey was also in, in about the same year of his uh, of his career, right? This guy's in his what fifth year. Kirksey right. was right around fourth or fifth, something like that. The only differentiator is that Campbell doesn't have the injury history that uh, Kirksey had, but he's bigger and faster, which is nice. But the, some of the negatives on him that I've read is, I guess it's his footwork and some of the mental processing. And he gets kind of gets baited in with a lot of misdirection. And I think teams probably know that he'd have to think that almost every quarterback in the league, if they're looking across the, the line of scrimmage and they see Campbell, they're thinking do some misdirection here, you know, get him confused. So I mean, he—they're paying him next to nothing. I want to say he's making like two million or something like two, that. It's two million for a year with incentives. It's literally like the exact contract of Kirksey, right? Well, it's a lot cheaper because Kirksey was like six million. Oh, really? Yeah. Jesus. And he started a lot of games. Oh. Like this guy has played games in the NFL. He started. I want to. I'm reading it now. Seventy games. But he was on the shit heap. Again, we're just like putting a Band-Aid on the, on the big problem, right? In the defensive mill. And we talked about this for the last several episodes. But I think Rodgers, going back to Rodgers, but, you know, he was, <laughs> he was talking about, you know, just like the philosophy, right? It's the philosophy, uh, translation. And everybody takes that as like, well, he just wants like to upgrade all the receivers. Philosophy means the whole picture. When you're in two NFC championship games, and the middle of your defense fucking sucks. Translation, philosophy, let's repair that. But again, they put it all on Rodgers that he needs receivers. Does this guy answer the problem? Eh. Again, same question marks as, as Kirksey last year. Don't know. Is A.J. Hawk the last first-round <laughs> linebacker they picked? I... I'm trying to think. Abdul oh. Hodge, remember Abdul Hodge? Oh, my like God. Rounder. He sucked. I thought he was going to be great. Uh, he was from Iowa or something. Iowa, yeah, he was a third rounder. Yeah, too bad Peter's not here. He, he yeah, he'd probably know. But yeah, I mean, it's always been a problem, right? Yeah, we don't seem to do anything about it year after year. But apparently, he's good. He's he's fast as hell. 
Okay. And can cover and is good in coverage. Maybe that's part of the new defensive scheme. I don't know, but it's not like this big upgrade. So, well, it could be because Christian Kirksey was not good. So it might be an upgrade. He sucked. He did did not work. I mean, I don't know if this guy's the answer at all. At least they're trying something, but it would have been nice to draft a guy early and whatever. It is what it is. Let's go on. I saw this. I don't know what to say about it. I saw that they were talking about Preston Smith and that he was fat and out of shape last year, and that's why he had a bad season. I don't even know what to say about that. You are a professional athlete, sir. Like, what are you doing? You and I, we're about to turn 50. Like, that's different. Like, we out of shape and fat. That's cool. It's okay. We don't use our – well, I mean, we don't use our bodies for a living. You know what I mean? We're not football players. We do swing wiffle bats. Yeah. (laughs) And hurt ourselves. I'm still almost in traction from swinging a wiffle ball bat. So, clearly, I am not a professional athlete. He sucked. They call it getting in football shape, which is like a fucking oxymoron because you don't have to be in shape to play football. I'm sorry. You can get plays off. You also get like 15 seconds or 20 seconds in between every play. So you don't have to be in that great of shape. I mean, the bottom line with him is is he benefits from Zadarius Smith being on the other side, right? 100%. I mean, that's playing, playing opposite of somebody of that caliber is gonna, only going to benefit you, right? And then you have a shit defensive coordinator. Who puts you out on the island. Dropping you back in coverage. Yeah. I mean, there's so... Was he out of shape? I hope not. I hope to hell not because Gary's knocking on the door to start. Oh, he's the starter next year, right? For sure. We were going to cover this a little bit down the line. We'll bring it up now. Is I guess one of the, they only allow like what his uh, accreditation was, but. Is it Domofsky? No, I can't remember who the fuck it was. It was, uh, anyway, some, some press dude, but basically writes an analysis and kind of like what the standouts are and this and that, and basically said that Gary was best overall player in camp. It was very apparent. Obviously, he's no slouch in the gym to working out. I mean, that guy's always been like that. So who knows? Maybe it's Gary's year. I've been yeah, through, I've been year too, then. I, I've been tough on him. But maybe, maybe he. I don't. I wonder how they would do that. I mean, he kind of shared. It was you know, it was him and Preston Smith kind of sharing 50-50 almost. Not even. Yeah. Gary had less snaps than Preston Smith. I would say through the first. Oh yeah, yeah. Ten, eleven games, maybe. I'll look back. Yeah. I'll go back and look at it. I wonder if it's now Gary Smith, Gary and Zadarius Smith. And Preston Smith is the guy that comes in as the third guy. Like they flip-flop roles, Gary uh, and Smith do. He certainly can't set an edge. No, Christ. No. He's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. So maybe he's just a third down passing down guy. Or I don't know. And yeah. his incentives are pass rush related. Like right. if he wants to get paid this year, that's what he's going to have to do. They're almost all, you know, sack numbers and pressures and that kind of thing. So, I mean, if he's awesome, that's huge. And he seems to be awesome like every other year. If you look at his career, like he's good, then he's not good. It's like a roller coaster up and down. I hope Gary takes his – Gary has to take his spot. We talked about this before. He's your first-round draft pick. He has to take that spot. At some point. I mean, they're going to have – This is the year. They were calling last year's breakout year. Eh mildly 
Not I a would, breakout. I wouldn't but... call that a breakout year for Gary. The only way you have a breakout year is if you're a starter, right? Like you're the true number one. Yeah. Then you, then you can say, you evaluate the season, you know, and look at the stats from the the years prior to this, see what the the jump is. Yeah, if he gets a starting spot, maybe it is. Maybe it's his year. I think it's his year. It has to be his year. What else from OTAs? Uh, Stokes, everything they ordered, the speed, everything. The guy's got a good attitude. I saw him in a couple of interviews. Really good attitude. Just there picking uh, Jair's brain. I mean, that's a great um, – I think Stokes is kind of edgy and kind of got – I think we talked about this earlier, but he's kind of got a little bit of an attitude too. And there's no one better to – you know what I mean? I mean, Jair – I don't know how many episodes ago, but when we were talking about Jair, I think one of the things I said about him was that he's got to dial it down just, you know, just a little bit. And with Jerry Gray, Gray, I think Gray did that. It was like, look, dude, you're talented. Just got to dial this back a little bit. Having, you know, Jair as your mentor for Stokes, I think is going to pay dividends right off the bat. But that's, I mean, that's a nice trio. I mean, to have Alexander King and Stokes. And don't write off King. I think people are writing him off. For I don't know. You are? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not writing off King. And I know everyone's always going to remember the Tampa Bay NFC Championship game. Okay, got it. And playing playing corner is the hardest position on the football field. Okay, everybody else on the football field when the ball is hiked, right? Everyone's going forward. DBs are going backwards, right? They they don't go forward. So you're playing the game going backwards. That's not easy. I'm not even thinking about the Tampa Bay game when I say this. Kevin King has been up and down, injured, really done poorly with tackling. What's the over-under? And King is an outside corner. He's not going to move to the slot. He's not that guy. No, he doesn't have quick enough feet to play in the slot, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. So I think Stokes takes his job. At some point. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, he's definitely. But I, gosh. And that's this. Year. I think to set, but like, what's the alternative to King? Stokes. Well, I mean, I mean, King is a high level. He's an above average corner in the NFL. That's, there's not many of those dudes out there. He knows the system. He's been on the team a while. Yes, he has some injuries and issues or whatever, class. right? I, mm-hmm. I get it. But like, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't count him out. I wouldn't count out King. Week seven. Over. That's that's uh, when Stokes comes in and starts. It, one of those two is gonna go to the corner and one's gonna go to the slot. It's gotta be that way. Having the three of those, three of those guys on the field is the strongest. Yeah, that's a strong yeah. and I mean, Stokes is not a slot guy either. So I guess his I, speed was really on display in the OTAs. Like he is freakishly fast. But speed and quickness are totally different things. And I think you right. need to be quick in the slot to cover guys because there's, it's a short, you don't get well, a chance to run guys. That's what the scouting on, on him was, is that this guy's not only got the flat out long speed, but he's quick. It's a good problem to have. A hundred percent. I would say don't count King out. Don't count him out yet. I want him to be good because if he's good, then Stokes can come in on certain plays. He doesn't get thrown right into the fire and that helps. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of that. I think that is the way to go with guys if you can. I think that that's why bad teams stay bad teams because you throw young guys into the mix when they're not ready and they just get confidence, gets thrown in the toilet. That's why I think Justin Fields should sit. 
Trevor Lawrence should sit. That's I think Aaron Rodgers benefited from it. Mahomes benefited from it. I think Stokes will benefit from being able to sit. He doesn't have to be a complete year. Whenever he is ready to take over, he should take over. I think he's going to be on the field. I don't think he's going to start, maybe, but he's going to get playing time this year. I do 100%. He's going to be out there. Big thing here, though, from OTAs was Jordan Love. I said this last week, and I'll say it again. It's June. This is the first time that Jordan Love has been able to take significant reps in the Packers system. I did see, too, that LaFleur is just putting the offense out there. We talked about this, too. Like, does he try to cater towards Blake Bortles or Jordan Love or, you know, Aaron Rodgers, of course? And they just threw the offense out there. And I think if Jordan Love can handle the offense – then why not? Then don't change a thing. Now, do I think he can handle the offense? The answer to that is no. I don't think he's ready for that. No. But giving him the opportunity in shorts and shells to go through the offensive progressions and stuff, that's wise. I saw it too is with LaFleur. They asked him, you know, are you like making a plan for Aaron and a plan for Jordan and a plan for, Bo-? you know, like all these plans? He was like, no, there's one plan. That's it. Whoever's next man up kind of thing. Like, you're here, you're here. If you're not, you're not. There's one scheme. There's one strategy going moving forward. I think we were asking, we were talking about this on a different episode, but we were kind of wondering that, but he, he laid it out there and yeah. there's one plan. Great. Yeah. I think it's a great idea for Jordan Love, but I also think it's a great idea for the young guys who aren't a quarterback. This is what we do here. This is the plays we run. This is what we're going to expect you to do. Like Amari Rogers can't be trying to learn one system and all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers comes back and now they're changing the system for his talents and strengths. Like that, that doesn't help anybody. I saw a thing on Amari Rodgers too. He looked really, uh, really motivated and, and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm really picking things up fast and blah, blah, blah. But he, he'll be on the field. I hope long. so. Yeah, he he wanted to be a Packer from yeah. jump. Like yeah, he was he, talking about it way before the draft. Yeah. Packer dude. But yeah, I think it's too early on love for the OTAs. I, said it once i said it again i don't think he's ever going to be a successful nfl quarterback and i'll stick by that but you know we won't really know anything until they actually get into camp right that's where the the floodgates open for the press everybody's gonna be scrutinizing everything looking at everyone and that's where you know they start putting the pads on and starts things start to get a little bit more real so there's not much you can really evaluate on him with otas i can't wait for the preseason i am going to a preseason game for sure so yeah. I can watch Jordan Love play. I think it was Eric from the Acme Army who was like, dude, this is going to be the best preseason ever. And he is absolutely right. Have you ever wanted to see a preseason game more than when Jordan Love goes out there for the first time? Because I can't remember it. It's been a long time since I was like, yeah, this is going to be awesome to see this dude in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get the ratings for sure. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm going to a game. You can get tickets at for preseason games for like five bucks, man. If you wait till after the game starts, yeah, I'm gonna do that because I'm cheap. I don't care where I sit. Another guy that made a little bit of noise was, um, well, maybe not noise, but like I, I watched a bunch of uh, different like interviews and stuff like that. But uh, that dude, Josh Myers, is huge. I mean, we, you know, when they, you know, when we were doing the draft previews and stuff and talking about, I, I think Peter mentioned it where he was saying, um. You know, he's really tall and like really big for a center. Usually you don't see somebody of that size. Right. And when I, I saw him on video, man, he was he was out there playing. I mean, he looks like that's the size and he is. I mean, he's the size of a tackle. Yeah, he's six five. 
It's crazy to That's see him. That's huge for a center. Yeah, I mean, it's noticeable. You know what I mean? Like when you when you see him like lining up and stuff against the other guys and you know, right over the top of the ball. I mean, he's he's a big dude, man. Let's hope he turns out because we need him to be good right now. Yeah, exactly. He needs to start in week one. So I hope he's great. You want to jump to uh wide receiver competition? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing as last year. Yeah, it should be yeah. interesting because yeah. now Devin Funches is in the mix. Right. They drafted Amari Rogers, and we talked about Equinemius St. Brown. MVS is not getting cut. That that's not happening. No. You can't lead the league in yards per catch and then no. get cut on a really mediocre room after Devonte Adams. Like you just can't let go of MVS at this point. But EQ St. Brown, eh, I don't know. Well, there's four locks, right? It's Adams, Lazard. Rogers, yeah, the new guy, and MVS, and MVS. Those four are locks. It's kind of the like last year it was the same thing with the four locks, and then you're, you're everyone's wondering about the fifth and sixth, right? Because I think they they're going to have six, right? I would say for sure, yeah. On the fifty-three, I think that's what it came out to last year. I mean, it wouldn't and, be unprecedented to have seven, but seventh guy isn't good enough to keep on the roster. I don't think calling out Reggie Be- Bagleton. Get yourself into the average cheese, get you some karma, and you'll be part of the 53-man roster. It's a guarantee? It's a guarantee. It's an average cheese guarantee. It's a guarantee. He has a shot. Malik Taylor sucks. Yes. You know, and like everyone was shocked last year when his name w- came up on, on the on the roster. And it was like, wait, who? Malik Taylor? And it's like, yeah. oh, this guy is this, and this guy is that. He had a great camp and all this stuff. Man, that guy sucked. He, he did. lost on the football field. Lost. Terrible at returning kicks. Terrible at it. He's just, he looks like, yeah, he, he was nervous, noticeably nervous and uncomfortable looking on the field. He, he contributed nothing. So no. next man up, like, I mean, they, they should either just toss him to the shit heap, like you say, but yeah, I do something. One of the dudes that stuck, stuck out was Jawan Winfrey, I guess. I guess he was like a, I think he was a six-round pick out of Denver. I'm not I have no idea. But this dude was jumping. I, I guess, again, the same dude who was writing stuff about Gary out of OTAs was all over this guy and saying this guy was, you know, the best-looking offensive player on the field. Juwan That's Winfrey. interesting. Yeah, it's a cool name. Yeah, Juwan Winfrey. <laughs> well, they also brought in that unrestricted free agent or whatever, that undrafted free agent, uh, Bailey Gaither out of San Jose State. So there's a lot of guys in the room. There's a lot of guys looking to get a spot. Devin Funches, Alan Lazard, MBS, Jawan Winfrey, Begleton, Malik Taylor, EQ State Brown. Do you, think, do you think Funches makes it? Or yeah. I mean, you know, I love that guy. I think he's going to be good. Ew. I think he's going to be a heck of a player. I don't know. We'll see. Pretty skeptical. Uh, He hasn't played an NFL game in like two fucking years. Right. He he didn't finish the first. Didn't he get hurt in the first game two years ago? Did something like that. But yeah, he's. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I I have no idea. Another the same kind of situation as last year. You got the four locks, and then it's the five and six are kind of up in the air, and when a lot of guys competing for it, so. But that brings in the the one person we didn't talk about, 
which is at the top, and that was uh, Sternberger, the problems he's having off the fields. Uh, yeah, he ended up with... Suspended the first two games. Yeah, two-game suspension for the, you know, he was drinking and driving, essentially. That's what it comes down to. I guess uh, Sternberger takes depression meds and was drinking on top of that, passed out at the wheel. That's what he's getting his suspension for. Yeah, uh, hopefully he, whatever issues he's having hopefully he's getting them taken care of that's going to spell pretty much you're out um i mean i can't see how they can retain him that's tough right because you you want a guy that has if you're having mental health issues we want you to get better but you're already kind of on the outside looking in like this doesn't help that you're not going to be able to help the Packers for the first two games. I don't know, brother. I, I don't know. I don't know how he, I've, I've said it before. I think he's caught. I've said it many yeah. times that he's going to be, Yeah, caught. this is just, yeah, this is just going to push it over the edge. So just as a person, I hope that he gets better, whatever he's yeah. dealing with. He gets yeah, absolutely better. the young uh, guy, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, I hope he figures it out. I don't think it's like I, I honestly don't think it's like if it's if it's not going to be in Green Bay, I think it could, could be somewhere else. I think he's an NFL player. Yeah, I think we, he can find a team. One hundred percent. I think so too. I just don't think it's going to be with the Packers. That's all. So speaking of cut, who else? Yeah, we've talked about this. There's guys like Warren. Warren Burks is that guy. He has to be cut, <laughs> right? He has to. If you're not even good enough to play special teams well with the physical attributes that you have, Warren Burks, you have to be caught. They just put another linebacker on the roster. That says something. It says the guys we have on this roster, we don't think are very good. He's got to be cut. Is and Kamal Martin that, better? What's that? Is Kamal Martin better? Than Warren Burks? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Has to be. He can't be worse. How many defensive snaps do you think Oren Burks has seen in his career? Um, not special teams, defensive yeah. snaps. Not many. Not definitely not that many. It ain't over fifty, I'd say, in three years. I think. Yeah, three. Yeah, he's he's ass. He yeah. it's time for him to go, and they should cut him before camp. Because what the, what's the point? I also feel Summers is they're like joined at the hip. If one goes, the other's got to go. I mean, they're. They're virtually the same failed experiment, right? Right. Because so. Summers is another physical freak. Run, can run and jump and do all the things athletically that you want him to do. You'd think he'd be a good special teams player, but no, he sucks at it. He, <laughs> he was a liability as a linebacker, which is your primary job. So they stick him on special teams and he sucked there too. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Like yeah. he's got to go. So, I, yeah, I mean, we've already talked about three guys who I think are going to be cut. Burks, Summers, Sternberger. I, for sure. For yeah. sure. I think all of those guys are cut. The one guy that we never have talked about, and I was, he hasn't even gotten a chance, but I don't know how he makes a team, is Stepaniak. Yeah. Like, how many guards yeah. are on the roster right now? Like, 20? Yeah. There's yeah, a he's, ton. Yeah, there's, they're really deep now coming out of this draft and, and, and last year too. I mean, they've got a, a pretty nice corral of young talent across the line in the number two and number three spots deep. I mean, they're, they're pretty solid. I, I just don't know where he could possibly squeeze in there. It, especially like, wasn't he hurt last year? He was yeah. on uh, IR, what, not IR. Yeah. IR. They had him on IR and they brought him back. IR. They had to, 
right. from on the roster or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's a crowded, crowded room just of guards alone. But yeah, he's going to have to work his butt off in camp in order to, to make it. Yeah. And Jake Hansen is cut, right? Like Jake Hansen, they just drafted a center right after they drafted you. That's the dude from, from Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they, if they think, well, you know, if anything happens to him, we'll just move Elton Jenkins over like they did last year. You know, I mean, is that always going to be the solution? I don't know. Maybe. I was, I don't remember who I was reading. Someone said that they think that Jenkins is going to move the right tackle at some point and what? stay there. And I'm all for it because that guy can play. You can always find guards in the NFL. Not always, but I mean, that, that's a position where college guys can move in from tackle because they're not athletic enough. So guards are positions you can usually fill. The tackle positions are harder to find. So what do you do with, uh, what's his name? Um, Billy the, Turner? Turner. I think for this year, Turner is the right tackle. Okay. And then Turner is gone after this year, and I think Elton Jenkins moves out the right tackle. Because then you can you've got eight hundred guards on the on the roster right now. You should be able to fill two spots with those guys. Yeah, Stepaniak and Hanson were never really got off the ground. Never, never really got to show their stuff. I mean, I mean, they're gonna again. Hanson's gonna have to fight just as hard as Stepaniak to make this roster. You know, he's he's injured, so I don't know how healthy he will be. Hopefully, he's one hundred percent healthy, so they can see what he has. And lastly, Dexter Williams. Yeah, I, I just can't see how. How in the hell? No. Why? Why is this guy still around? Another, I mean, he's in the same group as Burks and Summers and St. Brown. I would throw, throw him in there too. Yeah. Of all these guys, I think they're all in the same draft class or close to it. But why are they still around? I don't know. Well, I don't know. They drafted a running back. They've got right. Patrick Taylor coming off of IR. He spent the entire year on IR. You have Aaron Jones. You have A.J. Dillon. Like how many running backs do you need? Right. And yeah. you put them on the practice squad. Nobody wants to take them off the practice squad either. If they're going to do that full, that huge practice squad again, like why? The just, Packers yeah. just cut Mike Weber, that former Ohio State running back, when they signed De- Devondre Campbell. Williams is still around, so apparently right. he's better than. I just can't get the image out of my head. Like I can't remember how long it was since the Packers had a punt blocked. But when it happened last year and you just see Williams whiffing the block of the guy who, who blocked the punt, mm-hmm. I can never get that out of my head with him. They actually brought him up for that game. Oh, you had to do, dude. Standing next to another guy, shoulder to shoulder, don't let anyone by. Be a football player. You've been doing this your whole life. Don't let anyone get by. Lay a pad on them. Put your hat on them. Do something. Anything would be better than what you did. Can I talk about anything else before we go? That's it. I'm good. All right. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. I hope so. Thanks for listening to episode 46. Again, the Steve Luke edition where Todd and I just rambles about random shit. Yep. Very. I just got to do that. You know, it makes you feel better. It's like therapy. It is. It's a form of therapy. Average cheese therapy. Yeah. There you go. You can get some patience or something. Yeah. (laughs) No. Some delusional Packer fans. That's us. That's true. We need help. <laughs> we do. We do. All right. All right. Go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go.